1: Good morning everyone and welcome to the Health Hub. I'm Kathy Biasa, your host, and along with our producer Alex Diaz, we would like to welcome you to our show this morning. Alex, we're halfway through November, can you believe it? I cannot at the moment. You just uh, brought that to my attention, and right now, yes, you're right. It's, the month is just flying by. It really is. We're, we, we're starting programming for the new year. Where Are you doing Christmas stuff yet, or is that oh. even on the radar right I, now? I'm actually uh, preparing something for, for Advent um, once we get off the... Uh, Our program today Mm -hmm. I'm going to Really be working Towards Advent And Christmas With my scheduling For sure Uh, So I haven't actually Had a chance To to, uh, Think about it Too much With all the uh, Preparations for the Gala and the calendar That we have coming Up in January That's That's going to be Every year it just seems to come quicker and quicker and quicker. For sure, that's so true. We're trying to get the kids organized. We have a few traditions that we really would like to keep rolling. I've got one son that's married now, but um, we still would like to keep these traditions going and trying to nail down dates and uh, get the kids and our schedules in line. It's really proving difficult, and then... Um, one of my kids asked me today about starting the Christmas baking. I thought, Oh my gosh, Christmas yeah. baking. Yeah. I mean it's just it's it's unbelievable how quickly it's going but um the weather's changed a little bit. It's a little bit warmer, thank goodness, than it was early November. But we'll move onwards. As you can tell, our show today is live. Our phone number is 416-245-1534. Please do follow us on our social sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can reach us at the Health Hub RMC on all of those um, on those three social sites. And please do feel free to email us at thh at radiomaria.ca. Uh, again, thank you so much for people who take the time to uh, send in their, their comments about the show, suggestions. Um, I really do appreciate it. It helps us focus. You know, putting a show on each week and getting guests that are different and um, appealing to you is, is something we work very hard to do. So thank you for, for helping us on that end. And as you know, all of our shows that are taped and that are live are turned into a podcast. We are the Health Hub. We are on iTunes, SoundCloud, all your favorite podcast platforms. And you can also find our podcast on the Radio Maria Canada website, which is radiomaria.ca and on my website, which is kathybiasse.com. The show from last week is up and ready for you to listen to. That was uh, the allergy show and uh, very, very good, uh, very interesting topic, lot of children these days with allergies and um, good topic with Vandana Sheth on there. So it's ready for you to listen to and uh, appreciate your comments. So as we get through um, November or midway through November, as we were talking about, um, Movember is in full swing. Lots of mustaches uh, growing, some Healthier than others, but uh, it, it is funny to see. Especially, yeah, I was watching uh, one of the sports shows, and and mm-hmm. some of the mustaches. People, some men just can't grow them. It's I it's know. difficult, but uh, you know, it, it is it is fun to watch uh, from week to week. Um, but bringing awareness to men's health issues is is very important. Um, one of the last, uh, I shouldn't say the last, but. Uh, Originally, it was more of a prostate cancer focus, and then they brought on mental health awareness, PTSD, and testicular cancer has has, uh, been brought aboard as focuses for men in the area of health. And to that last point, I wanted to talk to you about testicular cancer. And uh, just a few facts, but the main thrust of this is to put into your mind how important it is to speak to your sons about testicular cancer at an early age. Uh, prevention is key here. Um, testicular cancer is the leading cancer in men age 15 to 44, with an estimated 1,500 Canadians being diagnosed with uh, in 2019. The factors that... Um, are the factors that can... Can cause an increased risk for testicular cancer. Um, start off really a, at birth with an undis- uh, undistended testicle. A man who has a testicle that hasn't distended, um, uh, studies have shown, have a higher risk for testicular cancer. Uh, genetics. So if there is a family member that has had testicular cancer, you are at more of risk if you are male for getting um, testicular cancer. An abnormal um, an abnormality in the development of testicles so again i I wanted to stress um that it's not a common cancer um and one last fact i wanted to to mention to you is that it is more common in white men than in black men so interesting statistics and things that um that have come about from the cancer research foundation but again what i want to talk to you about is talking to your sons um And some people may find this a little embarrassing, a topic that's hard to broach, but it is an important one. And just some tips for talking to your son. Stress that uh, this cancer is not common, and if found early, it is curable. It is a very curable cancer. And let him know that you are a safe place for him to come and talk to you about it. This isn't something that should be embarrassing. You know, this is something that needs to be discussed, as with women and their daughters in breast cancer. Um, and let him know that he does need to speak to you if he notices any changes. He, as your son reaches puberty, his body will begin to change and encourage him to become familiar with his body. Um again, on a monthly basis, feel around the testicle, make sure that there are no hardened areas, no um, formations that weren't there the week before or the month before. And if if things aren't normal to come and talk to you, it's, it's, it's his body. Um, no one is going to notice these things unless he brings them forward. Uh, it's also, you know, to have him get into the habit of doing a monthly check. So, you know, pick a day, pick the first Saturday of the month and just get that into his mind to try and and get into the habit of self-examination. Self-care is a huge piece of um, your son's health. It is a huge piece of prevention. And by talking to your son about it, you equip him with the tools for self-management and help him to understand that ultimately his health is his responsibility. So please do have that conversation. Um... You know, November is a good month to talk about these things, but any time is a good time to have this conversation on to today's show. We're talking about 5G technology. This is going to be something that's very enlightening to me because when it comes to this sort of thing, I really don't know much about it. Uh, I've done a bit of research, but I'm I'm looking forward to finding out a lot more about 5G technology. Um, Our guest is Desiree Jaworski, and she is an executive director at the Center for Safe Wireless, a national nonprofit whose mission is to enhance public understanding of wireless technology and to recommend products to help mitigate the biological Impact from wireless technology. She has researched, written, and lectured on the topic of wireless radiation extensively. She has advocated for protective public policy regarding wireless te- wireless technology at the federal, state, and local level. Her expertise has been featured in many local and national television reports, newspaper articles, and documentaries regarding her work raising awareness on smart meters, wireless technology, 5G, and the findings of the National Tax Tax Ecology Program. Recently, she was on the Dr. Oz television show. She directs the center's public outreach programs, which include movie screenings, scientific forums, and presentations. Today we'll be talking about what 5G technology is, what its impact on environmental and personal health is, how do we protect ourselves from the radiation that is emitted, and other very interesting things around this topic. We'll be back in a few minutes.
2: I looked you in the eye And hesitated when I asked if you were alright Seems like you're fighting for your life But why, oh why? why Wide awake in the middle of your nightmare You saw it coming but it hit you out of nowhere And there's always scars
0: listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back everybody. Today's show is
1: live if you'd like to call in. Our number is 416-245-1534 and again, please do follow us on our social sites. We are at The Health Hub on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Desiree, thank you for joining us. Hey, you're welcome. It's an important topic and one I know very, very little about, and uh, that's my bad. But uh, by the end of the show, I'm sure I'm going to be very well equipped to talk about it in at least general terms. Well, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start from the very top. What is 5G technology? Well, it's actually the fifth generation
3: of wireless technology. Uh, We've currently gone from 2G to 3G to 4G, which most... Phones use right now is 4G and wireless devices use that also. But they still keep the 3G platform as well because it takes time for everything to tone over to the new generations. And so now, with 5G being, is they're using frequencies that they haven't used in the past for the 2, 3, and 4Gs. And so these new frequencies will be the higher frequencies of the spectrum. And um, because they're higher frequencies, they do not go as far in distance as lower frequencies do. So that means that they're going to have to put up a lot more antennas in order for us to receive the benefits, the supposed benefits of 5G. And so they're going to be putting up antennas on about every other utility pool uh, so that it can flow into the homes more easily without being broken up by trees or uh, building walls or other things like that. And that's a real concern that people have because it's going to be right outside the window of your bedroom where it used to just be you know, on a cell tower on, or on the top of buildings that we were receiving the emissions from the radio frequency radiation, and now it's going to be right outside your door. And with those small antennas, they're going to have to put up a power source. So on the utility poles, there will also be like a, a little electrical box and a smart meter that will keep track of uh, how much electricity it's using so that they can build properly. So it's really going to change the landscape of our neighborhoods and our streets as they do this, and uh, it's certainly going to expose us to a lot more radiation. And that's a concern, you know, for certainly my organization and a lot of other people, scientists and doctors out there. Um, and then, in addition to that, uh, for this five G coverage, they're also going to put up satellites that are um, going to emit this 5G in more remote areas that the coverage can't be as complete because there aren't that many utility pools or, you know, in different areas of the whole world. I mean, just not in the United States or Canada. It will be uh, all over, and they'll be putting up like 20,000 of these. So people are going to be getting this from the sky as well as right outside their doors. And um, that's, that's how it's going to look. And it's going to take a few years for them to do this. Uh, it depends on where you're at. Different places are pushing it more quickly. Um, some countries, you know, are more cautious about doing
1: this. <clears throat> but that's that's where we're heading. And I'm assuming we have no choice in this.
3: Correct. Correct. There is no choice in this. Um, you, you can talk to you know, your local representatives for your local governments uh, for your localities. Uh, give them information on it and tell them you may not want it or you want more research on it. And I mean, basically, like here in the United States, um, the FCC is totally promoting this. Uh, they've sold these different frequencies for the telecommunication companies to use. And, uh, you know, they they want to promote the commerce. And certainly there's a lot of money that's going to be generated from this. I mean, it's, first off, you have to create the antennas. You have to build them. You know, people have to be hired to put them up. Um, you know, it's going to create a lot of jobs, and people always like that. The telecommunication companies are going to make a lot more money because, you know, we'll be – telling that everything's supposed to be connected through the internet because of this 5G, so that we'll use our phones for everything. Whether you want to, you know, you can talk to your refrigerator and have your refrigerator tell you what you need to buy, and you can then type it into your phone and send it off to the supermarket, and then they can have your order waiting there or deliver it to you. There's just going to be, you know, this constant connection going on so that they know, you know, what your interests are. Uh, what you have in your house, whether you have children or you don't. They even have baby diapers now that have little mini antennas in them that can tell your phone if your baby needs a diaper change. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. But okay. anyway, it's really, it exists. And so they just want and and with all this information, you know, they'll know everything that interests us, what we like to buy, what we're doing. And that way they'll be able to, uh, to sell to us specifically based on what interests us and what our desires are and they hope to generate you know, more income that way and and we actually actually with all of this you know the people who use these services and so much of it is free like google facebook and all of these yeah, they they learn about us through this, and mm-hmm. then they can market our information out there to other sources, and they make money from that. That's why everything's free. It's free because we're actually the product that they're selling. <laughs> so now, is this
1: already in place? Be- you know, I, and the only reason I'm saying this is because uh, you know, presently, if I'm googling a couch, I get a Facebook feed about couches. You know, or if I'm yes. uh, so, is this already in place? Is this what I'm seeing?
3: Yes, it's already in place. It's been in place. Yes. Uh, that's, you know, that's how they make their money. I mean, you don't really think about it. You know, you just accept all this. It's like, it's wonderful. You know, it's all free. And, you know, it, it's um. But really. It's just a, a whole big data file that they're collecting on each one of us. And so that they can market to us individually so, you know, they they can make money off of us. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, some people don't mind that. You know, they they're okay with that. I personally don't like that. I don't want people to know all of my personal side and my, what I buy and all that. But, I mean, that's where we're heading, and that's Mm -hmm. what they want to do, and that's what 5G is about, you know, even creating bigger files on us, knowing our whole profile, knowing everything about us, Uh, knowing if we, you know, have Alexa, you know. and, And, I mean, they can even listen to what's going on in your home by Alexa and smart TVs. And they even say that, that, you know, well, they don't really know who it is, but they'll listen to what people are saying. They'll, but they have to have some idea who it is because we all have some type of ID associated with our routers and, and our location. And, and so anyway, they, um, yeah, they listen in on us. And they tell you right up front that they're doing that.
1: Well, that's and, and scary. That's
3: like, yeah, it really is. I mean, there's been instances where, Someone's had a, um, like a, a baby monitor in their bedroom of their child, and the child would say to them, like in the morning, oh, Mommy, you know, that thing talks to me. And the mother's like, oh, no, honey, it's not. Well, then one day she happened to be in the room, and the monitor was talking. Somebody was talking to the child. Not that the child could really talk back, but it was just saying words to the child. Someone has actually hacked into the child's remote.
1: So, yeah, I, I, don't, mean, I don't envy these parents coming into this generation raising kids, and that's, that's, a, whole, uh, that's whole a whole other topic, other topic for yeah. sure. <laughs> but what is the kick-up between the 4G and the 5G? Um, and was the worry with the 4G as far as health?
3: Well, with health, with 4G, that's always been a concern. I mean, we have countless independent studies. That, that show, and they've been peer reviewed, that show that it has a biological impact on our bodies. It causes the cells not to communicate well with each other. Um, it's because, you know, we, our whole system is really an electrical system. That's what our nervous system is. Mm -hmm. And everything in our body really communicates through frequencies. And, and so when we're being exposed constantly to these different frequencies, and it's not just the frequency itself, because there's a natural frequency in the earth that we've adapted to, but this is actually the fact that there is communication, there's data that's being pushed through on these frequencies. And that's the part that our bodies have problems dealing with. It's, it's like, as it hits our cells, they're like, whoa, what is that? And, and the longer it hits it and it maintains its impact on the cell, the, that's what it takes for the cell to start to not understand what's going on and then not being able to mu- communicate to each other. So a lot of times you'll see, or if you go online, you can see there's been blood tests that have been done with people Uh, before they use some type of wireless device or a cell phone, and then after they do. And you'll see that the uh, blood cells actually line up differently and clump together after you're on a cell phone. And it's because they lose the ability to communicate with each other, so they don't really know where each other is at. And once that starts to happen, of course, you know, it can create all kinds of problems for the cells. And it, it even causes them to kind of harden on their outer membrane so that they're not as permeable. So that the uh, the toxins that we get on a daily basis, you know, just from life and what's in the air and in the water and that maybe like heavy metals and that type of thing, they they send, they tend to stay in the cell longer than they should, which then causes an immune response through the body and overall it just weakens your immune system. So that's you know that's been the problems that scientists have talked about with that. And then recently uh, the United States actually paid for the national toxicology program study and that was a two-decade study that they did. They started in 1999 and the FDA uh, actually uh, involved the national toxicology program and that's a a good program here in the United States. They've done lots of great studies on different products, toxins. And anyway, so they wanted to see if their current uh, limits on uh, the radio frequency radiation that we're exposed to were good because uh, basically right now they're all based on thermal effects. So they say that this does not heat up our bodies or our cells or our brains. It doesn't heat it up very much at all and that that's okay because it's not doing that. But um, a lot of people, of course, a lot of studies say, well, that's not true. You know, there is a biological effect that happens. It's not thermal related. And so anyway, they decide to go. And study this more so over two decades they studied the impact of what well, was actually at that time 2g because that's all that we had but the impact that that would have on rats and mice and here after they're all done it's all peer-reviewed it ended up that it actually showed schwannomas of the heart for the male rats and it was clear evidence that meant that there was a, they felt there was a direct correlation of that radiation impacting the rats' hearts. And so there was clear evidence of that. And then it also showed, and they were very surprised with this because when they started this, they said it was going to show nothing. And actually some people said it was a big waste of money. I think it was like $20 million. They were like, yeah, this is just a big waste to even do this. Well, anyway, it ended up that it showed the schwannomas. And then it also um, showed that there was ventricle problems, left ventricle problems in the heart of the males and female rats, and then it showed uh, that there was some DNA, there was some evidence of DNA damage as well as glioma of the brain. And that's always been one of the concerns with cell phones is it would cause gliomas, which are tumors Mm -hmm. on the outer membrane of the brain. And there was always a concern with that, that people who would use their phone on one side of their head for a long period of time uh, had a greater chance of getting glioma. So anyway, in this... Uh, study. It came out that yeah, there was an impact on these animals when they didn't expect it, and so it's um, you know, it, it, so it shows that yeah, there is a reason for concern. Now, of course, since then we're up to 4G, and 2G really isn't used much. And, you know, then then the talk was, well, then, you know, well, 4G is totally different than 2G, so we need to do studies on 4G now. Well, you know, by the time they're done with 4G, we're into 5G. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, the reality is it does show it has an impact, and it means that, yes, they are going to do more studies to see, you know, if... In fact, this is more of a problem than what they think. But in the meantime, people need to use precaution and take measures to protect themselves. And in my organization, I actually run across a lot of people who are sensitive to these radio waves. I mean, they're sensitive to their phone. Um, they're sensitive even to their router. There are some people that I run across, they can't go past an Apple store without it giving them a bad headache. Mm-hmm. And um, there's different sy- sy- symptoms
1: that they have.
3: And it's definitely related to their use of the, you know, the wireless uh, devices.
1: I, I haven't been able to uh, and. I- Maybe the sensitivity is a good thing, but I cannot put my cell phone to my ear without having a very odd feeling. And, and this was from the very beginning when I had a cell phone. So um, I, I do have a sensitivity. We're going to take a quick break here and I want to continue the conversation when we come back and, and talk about, um, you know, how we can protect ourselves or if we can actually protect ourselves. We'll be back in a couple of minutes.
2: Okay. Can't shake them, can't make them Ever fade, ever end Am I good?
0: You are listening to The Health Hub here on Radio Maria Canada. A Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, please call 416-245-1534. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome
1: back, everybody. We're having a very interesting conversation with Desiree Jorowski. Desiree, I've had a couple of questions just pop in, if you don't mind. Um, I'll put them to you. Okay. Uh, Somebody asked, um, is there a difference between antennas and devices when it comes to the radiation um, damage or the radiation uh, health issues that can be impacting us?
3: difference between the antennas and the devices? Yeah. As in the antennas on the telephone poles or yes. Cell towers? Yes,
1: I'm assuming it's about the new antennas you say they're going oh, to be okay. spacing out?
3: Right. Well, one of the problems with these antennas, like you said, is we don't really know what impact they're going to have overall because they're not really being pre-market tested. So we don't know. Uh, we know that it heats up the body. We know that these frequencies have been used by the military, to, um, for crowd control because as they intensify the power of these frequencies, these high uh, frequencies, it causes your skin to feel like it's burning up and they can disperse crowds that way. So we know that it does do that. Uh, the antennas will be further away. F- from the house than your cell phone is. So I would always say that the devices are more impactful than the antennas are themselves because anything that's right up to you, right up to your body, is always more of a concern. So you do want to keep distance between your body and devices as much as what you can. You, um, the, the cell phone, actually if you read your instructions say that it should be kept off the body by like a certain amount. It should never be carried on the body and everybody does carry these on the Mm -hmm. body, unfortunately. Um, They're supposed to be, depending on the phone, at minimum like um, two millimeters away from the body but never on the body. They say it's okay to have the phone next to your ear because your ear is an appendage of your body and it's not considered your body so that that distance of the ear to your skull is considered okay, but I always recommend that people actually keep the phone away from their ear slightly. When I use my cell phone, and I do have a cell phone, I I keep it like fingers width away from the ear if I have to talk on the phone without the speakerphone, if I'm out somewhere and I can't use my speakerphone. Other than that, I keep the speakerphone on at all times because, as I stated earlier, they used the thermal um, heat basis as how close you could, or how impactful these waves were. And the, we're seeing now that actually there is a biological impact even without the heat. So um, it's best to keep it as far away as you can and still use it.
1: Now, you didn't mention um, earphones. Is that not helpful?
3: It is. It is helpful to use them.
1: What about wireless earphones, the, the ones that are popular and now? Once
3: more, there's no pre-market safety testing of these. I mean, there's, there's one concern that's not really even about the wireless is doctors are seeing people coming in with their ears with like really bad fungal infections because they're keeping these earbuds in their ears like for hours, and they're not taking them out, and they're not cleaning them. Like, people don't even think to clean them. Now, that's just another side mm-hmm. of, of them. But the fact is, no one ever pre-marketed the safety testing of these earbuds, and they're right inside your ear. They're emitting this radio frequency radiation with, as I said, it's with carrying data, okay? It's, it's communication carrying, and it goes to your cell phone. It's going right through. You know your ear, your brain. I mean, there were studies that I read. Now this is going back quite a few years. That actually the uh, the little hairs that are in your ears, mm-hmm. when they're exposed to like radiation from like cell phones, it actually uh, can can paralyze them over time, and, and that's a real concern. And you don't hear people talking about that, but it could cause hearing loss. And so here we have these earbuds in there and talking all the time to the cell phone. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just know that it's going, you know, right through your ears, both sides, and Mm -hmm. it's connecting to that phone, and I would not do that. I would not do that. And I see so many people with them in, and Mm -hmm. I just worry. I worry about what the impact might be, and you don't see it right away. You know, it takes years for these things to show up. You know when there's a problem, and you just don't want to be one of those people who didn't know. So my advice is always, no, you know, go with your regular earbuds. There's also another type that's out there that actually don't even have any wires in them. They're called air, like a i r buds, and um, that you know it converts like the sound through the air, so you don't even have any wires that go up into your ear with those. And uh, we actually recommend them because then you don't even have to worry about the chance of the uh, radio frequency radiation traveling up the wires even towards those little earbuds. Earbuds, so,
1: no. Are those, are those, they're wireless or are they No, no, into they're the, all wired. They're all wired. I would
3: go wireless with anything. Yeah, I stay away from the wireless.
1: You stay away altogether. Okay, totally. so just uh, you know, going back, uh, you know, as you're talking about keeping um, the devices away from from the body, let let's let's paint a picture here. Um, I often see young girls putting their po- their uh, phones in their breast pocket or in their their back pocket of their jeans, and and men putting the um their phone pocket their phone in their front pocket. Uh, is this concerning?
3: Oh, absolutely. Well, they've done studies. Um, about having the phone, and, and you were talking about testicular cancer. Anyway, of studies having the phone in the front pocket for the men, and they've used some type of um, like tomography, I think it's called. Anyway, that shows the impact of the radiation into the body, and you can just see how it goes right into that area from the phone being carried there into the leg and into that area. And you know, testicular cancer is on the increase for young men, and you have to wonder if this is impacting it, and certainly it impacts fertility. I mean, that's been proven over and over again, that it it decreases the mobility of the sperm from having that cell phone down there. And if you go to a, a, a fertility clinic, they, that's one of the first things that they usually say is take the phone out of the pocket, don't put it there. Mm-hmm. So that's certainly, you know, that, that is a big concern. And then absolutely carrying it in your pocket. I've had some people, you know, they've contacted me and told me about, well, in this case, there was like two different boys, but anyway, uh, they both got tumors on their buttocks under where they carried their phones. Now they yeah. weren't, you know, yeah. I mean, like, that's just like crazy. And then there's been a lot of conversation about women getting breast cancer from carrying their phones uh, under their bra.
1: Yes. It's, and that is very common. I've, I've asked my daughters yeah. not to do that. Uh, that's
3: very dangerous to do. There have been a lot of women who have presented themselves with multiple tumors, of cancer, okay, under where they carried their cell phone, and um, that was is, is just sad, and, and when they've gone and they've looked at the tumors to see what type of cancer it is, each one of those will be the exact same type of cancer, and so, and literally, you can draw lines around where the tumors are, and they're like the shape of the cell phone. So uh, it is critical that women don't do that. And this is what bothers us in my organization, is they don't put that on the phones. It should say on the phones, do not put against your body. They do that with almost everything else. If there's any, I mean, if it's in the instructions, it shouldn't be buried in the instructions. Mm -hmm. It should be there so people know this. And they, you know, chances are they wouldn't do it if they knew it. And so much of this is just like hidden away deep in these instructions under legality. I mean, it's really, it's a shame. And and it's like, you know, what do you do even to protect them carrying these phones in their pockets all the time? I mean, I have a daughter and because I've, done nothing but lecture to her about this (laughs) (laughs) great concern she carries her cell phone instead of putting it ever in anything or on anything because at least your hand is considered an appendage and that's supposed to be okay to carry the phone in your hand and so that's how she she carries hers but it's um yeah it's it's just like it's a real concern because they just they don't let people know about this and um yeah, are they
1: legally think. bound to because that would in- intimate to me that there have been um studies that suggest that this is a problem.
3: Well, they are legally bound, and they do put it in their in their instructions they as you read through your phone, if you were to take the time and read all the way down, it's in the legal section when you get there and they start talking about the radio frequency radiation, and they say too that like I think and like some of the devices, they say, like tablets and that, if you look at it too much, you might get seizures. Some people get seizures from it. Some people have other problems from it. And that's in there, too. And so that's where they cover themselves. And they just, they don't have to state it on the device. And they don't have to, you know, no one tells you that when they hand it to you. Now, in Berkeley, California, they actually um, put out an ordinance and to give people this little piece of paper when they buy a cell phone that tells them that they should keep it off their body according to the instructions. And the telecommunication company actually sued them about this. And uh, the CTIA did. Actually, that's the association of the telecommunication companies. Anyway, they sued them, and uh, they lost in court, though. So Berkeley is still able to do this. I think they're trying to take it to the Supreme Court uh, because they say the that their uh, freedom of speech, this is the telecommunication company is saying their freedom of speech is uh, being impacted because they have to say this to people. And it's like, but it's in your instructions anyway. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's, so they are doing that, but they're the only place that's able to do that right now. At- and um, I, yeah, so legally they should, and they do in their instructions, and that's it. At- you know, there's a big problem too that uh, in France... Uh, this organization did this uh, big study on the amount of uh, radiation these phones emitted, their SAR value. Specific absorption rate is what that's called, and every phone has that. They're only allowed to go so high with the absorption rate, which means how much goes into your, your brain. And um, when they went and tested with the the same phones that the companies had tested, they came out with a lot higher amounts than what the phones stated that their SAR was. And so now there's this whole uh, big concern about the cell phones aren't doing all the tests. the cell phone companies aren't doing all the testing that they should be doing to make sure that their phones are actually uh, putting out the amount of radiation that they say.
1: And this will take a while to translate for them back to doing this, I'm assuming.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Definitely it's It's just a big issue because they only have to te- evidently they only have to test one phone like when they come out with a new phone. Now this is what I heard they only have to test one of those phones to in the perfect setting okay <laughs> inside some lab and um they test it away okay once more off of the body they have to test it like against the as if it were an ear and then they have to test it like off the body and then they have to make sure that that thats s a r value is uh, where it's supposed to be for the regulations of the FCC. <clears throat> anyway, in the government regulations. So they go and then they test it for that. But they don't have to test it flat against your body to begin with. So realize that. They don't, mm-hmm. And when they do test it flat against your body, it definitely goes way up over with legally limit for uh, the SAR values. So anyway,
1: yeah, it's a yeah, it's a big it's a big concern. It and is a big concern. And let you know, let's let's paint a picture of a child who uh, you know I see young children with these cell phones very early on in age, even just playing around with them. Obviously, some of them aren't speaking on, but they see mummy and daddy with the phone and they put the phone to the ear. It's oh, it's. Gosh. It's important to bring awareness to these things. You know, it's, it's, it's important for younger parents to understand, for students to understand. Like, uh, this transitions um, into laptops, I'm assuming, and iPads. Right. And, you know, how many, how many times, I mean, I've done it. Um, I know my children have done it until I became a little bit aware of, of working on your laptop right on your lap. Oh, my goodness, yes. So yes. so, what do we need what 's the safe space when you 're working on your laptop? A pillow uh, well, eight inches it should be eight inches off
3: of your lap that 's what they say eight inches eight and inches. once more it 's not on the laptop right, so nobody knows that. so all these these kids just sit there you know with these laptops right there on their laps i mean the the antennas are usually in the, are in the screens of the laptop, so they 're pointing right at your body. Um, you know, once, and, and also, you know, there's a strong battery that's in those laptops and there's heat too, mm-hmm. that's coming out, <clears throat> excuse me. So that certainly, you know, could impact, uh, the lower parts of their bodies too. Uh, so this is, you know, people need to know this. And I always say you work on a laptop, you put it on the table. If you can't do that, then, you know. Do, I guess, raise it up as much as you can. I'm just a big advocate of following the rules. Use it right. Uh, I just, you know, I do that with my kids all the time. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they've heard it so much. You, you get in the habit of doing it once you know that's what you have to do. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it, you know, you, just, you do that. And a lot of this stuff, like even with your cell phone, I always tell people there's multiple antennas in your cell phone because you have Bluetooth in your cell phone, that's one antenna. Uh, You have the Wi-Fi. You have your location finder. You have, like, the data. You have all these antennas in there, and and they emit out all these different frequencies. So how many people have to use the Bluetooth in their cell phones? They can turn that off. So by turning that off, that reduces some of the strength. I only use, I turn off, I have everything turned off on mine. I don't even use my location finder. I don't need it. Um, So... I keep that off as well. If I do want it on, if I need it for some reason, like if I'm doing GPS or that, I turn it back on, then I turn it off when I'm done. Same with the Wi-Fi. If I'm somewhere like in the house and I want to use the Wi-Fi, I turn it on, and then I turn it off when I'm done. And the data package is actually you only need that antenna when you're out and about and you don't have a router nearby. Mm-hmm. So that's always off unless I'm out and I need that. So it's a habit that I do, and it's a habit that more people should be able to should do be. if they're made aware of this.
1: Yeah, well, that's and the to- issue right is that people right. aren't aware of this. I mean these are phones that you just you buy and you don't think twice about. Um, right. Now is the why is the amount of radio frequency uh, exponentialized by the number of people in a house So six, pe- six phones in the house necessarily has more emissions than four.
3: If they're all being used at once, the answer would be yes. Now the phones now are supposed to go into a sleep mode when you just have them set down. It used to be that they would constantly connect to the cell towers. Um, now if you just have them sitting there, they say that they don't do that as often, that they just go into the sleep mode. So you know, they're, they're at rest and they might only connect every so often, like not constantly. Um, so maybe that would be helpful. But I always say, you know, why does everybody need all that? But if you do, you know, you could put it in airplay mode, uh, mm-hmm. which s- turns off some of the antennas, not all the antennas. But it's like it keeps the location finder on, but you can put it in airplay mode. Um, you can, you know, you turn them off yeah uh, you know, keep them away from the people. The most important thing is to not have everybody sitting there right next to their cell phone all the
1: time. You put the cell phone on the counter, put it away from oh, you oh my goodness. It's their, yeah they 're right at the ends of the of, of people 's hands most of the time it 's hard to get them away at dinner time now um I had another question just popped into my head and I th- and it 's actually left me now I was a, what was it? it was something to do around oh yes, how can we or, or can we uh, offer some protection within our home, you know, um, salt lamps and things like that? Do they make a difference, or is there is there something that we can use? Well, this is what I say. The most
3: important thing you can do is, at night, when you go to bed, turn everything off so that you give your body time to heal and rejuvenate because that's when your cells are busy, you know, like fixing things and your brain's reprogramming itself and doing all it Mm -hmm. needs to do at night that's when we need not to have these radio waves hitting us and so if you turn off your router um, turn off your phones. if you can't turn off your phone get it out of your bedroom uh, make sure your tablets are off, make sure your laptop's off so that they're not you know, out there trying to communicate with a cell tower. You, know, you turn it all off when you go to bed. And even your router, I mean, if you didn't want to physically turn it off, you could turn it off for like, put it on a timer and have it set so at least it's off like six hours. Mm-hmm. You know, so during that time, your house is as quiet as it can be with all these frequencies so that there's you know, this calmness can come over you and you can sleep. A lot of people, they're impacted because of their sleep, too. Like they, they don't sleep the way they used to. I mean, insomnia is a big problem. Now, the blue light, certainly, we know, is a problem for people looking at the screens. Um, that, that causes their melatonin to uh, think that it's daytime, and so it doesn't put out as much of the melatonin as it should to help you start to relax and slow down. And, I mean, the studies I've seen studies where actually the you know, wireless radiation itself with the you know, data... On it causes the melatonin not to be produced as much, so you just don 't relax and have that flowing through your body to go to sleep and also um, it 's been shown that the radiation increases the glucose in the brain and it causes the brain to get be more active than what it should be and so it 's important. For that not to happen also, so if you turn off everything and you know the earlier the better, and then get yourself you know to bed, you can relax better and you 'll sleep much much better
1: oh, I know when I work' on my, and i 've done it the last couple of nights working uh, late late, I do have trouble settling down, and you know hopefully the the young the younger generation, the generation that's um, going to be having children are listening to this because, you know, unfortunately the phones have come very quickly. You know, when my oldest son, he didn't have a phone till high school. So we're really looking at a short period of time that phones have not only been introduced, but become a, a walking, talking way of life for everybody. And to really take that step back and to understand the health risks is going to take a lot of habit breaking. Now, if people want to find out more information, if they want to contact, Contact you if they're concerned uh, Mm -hmm. about their their devices or just want to learn more and educate themselves. Where can they go to research or to find and speak to you?
3: Well, you you can go to my website, which is the um, www.centerforsaferwireless.us. I'm also on Facebook, uh, Center for Safer Wireless, um, or also Pinterest. Uh, So you can find us in all those areas. If you go to my website, I have a lot of information uh, with wireless safety tips, what you can do to uh, help yourself use these devices more safely. Another thing that I do have on my site too are different products that I think are helpful for people. Um, some people are very sensitive to the phone being on their hand and we have one product that helps with that. Um, I have it on the website. Uh, there's actually like for your router, people will have their router right, oh I'm sorry. But right in their computer room And the router will be very strong. Like the routers in themselves say to keep eight inches away from your body. Mm -hmm. I've known people who've had those routers like right next to their body. But anyway, and that puts out you know, a strong amount of the wireless radiation. So uh, there's actually uh, something called a signal tamer that you can put over that. Re- what re- It reduces that down. Another thing I say to people is we should use wired connections. And that's the same thing with this 5G, and I didn't actually get into that. But instead of using these antennas, to send this information to our home. They could actually be using fiber optics to go mm-hmm. from uh, the utility yeah. pool to the home. And then we, as we currently do, could use our router, and then we could hardwire to our router with our computers, which I do. And you can also, you know... Use more closely your devices with your wireless router when you want to or when you don't, and you can turn it off if you wish, instead of constantly being irradi- you know, irradiated with all of this.
1: We have to it's- rethink things. We really do. Um, and right. unfortunately, and, and- these studies, you know, when you talk about studies, they take a chunk of time to get through, and um, we just haven't had that allotted amount of time, but right, right. great because information. Exactly. And I just, for, for Canadians listening to the show, uh, the Center for Safer U S is CE n-t-e-r we in canada spell it r-e so but that'll all be okay. up when the uh, podcast comes up and you'll have all that information or just email me if you want that uh, website uh, desiree thank you so much for joining us it's been a wonderful conversation very informative
3: Oh well, you're so welcome. There's so much more to say, you know. Yeah, you know well,
1: exactly. You know we'll we'll follow up with another show. We're gonna we're gonna gauge the interest of all this and and which direction maybe people would like us to go down. But everybody, thank you for joining in with us today, and we will talk to you next week on the Health Hub. Okay, thank you.